Welcome to Sound Test. This is Brian, and today we're going to review Kendrick Lamar's newest studio album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So it's kind of hard to summarize this album. And that's because there's so much that's actually going on in this album. So first off, let me just say this album reiterates why Kendrick is the GOAT. Um, This album is phenomenal from top to bottom. So if you're looking for, you know, whether you should listen to this album or not, or whether you support this do it. You know, it's it's a fantastic album. Um, and this is just more so of me just talking about why I love the album and why I enjoyed the album as much as I did. Um, I've probably listened to the album at least like eight times at this point. Um, it's such a, a good piece of work and it's, it's a really a culmination of a lot of elements from Kendrick's career and like, you know, the growth he's had as an artist, all that is like just accumulated into this work. And it's a very fantastic package because of that context. So, um, you know, when it comes to style at first, when you're first listening to it, it's kind of all over the place. And that's because at the very beginning, each track sounds completely different. And this is kind of why I say it's like a culmination of Kendrick's, you know, past work, because you can kind of hear elements of many different uh, eras that Kendrick had. So, you know, uh, there's some, you know, tracks that feel like they will sound perfect on Damn. There's some tracks that will feel perfect on To Pimp a Butterfly. There's some tracks that have elements um, from, you know, Black Panther. And, you know, there's some elements, you know, kind of all over the place of, of little sprinkles and pieces of things that he's done in the past, but, you know, reinstated in a new way or refined in this new way. Um, and, you know, typically Kendrick has some type of overall theme for his albums. And I think the, the, closest thing to say for the theming of this album would be trauma and it's more so on the trauma that people face traumas that Kendrick has faced traumas that are specific to the black community um, as well as a host of other uh, things that you know really Kendrick kind of goes into death on so um, let's let's talk about some of these you know, different elements that, that happens. So, um, one of them is from a mental health perspective and it's not just saying mental health in general, you know, there's times where Kendrick's talking about his specific mental health. Um, you know, is it, it kind of became a meme over the years of like, you know, when's Kendrick going to drop something, you know, it's been X amount of years since Kendrick has dropped something new. And, you know, Cole has released like three albums since, you know, Kendrick's last album. And, you know, obviously fans are hungry for, for more content. And, you know, especially when you're something, uh, somebody of his caliber, 
anything you drop, people are going to be hungry for. And, you know, it's, it's kind of the unfortunate aspect of it that, hey, let's say you drop something and then the fans eat it up. They listen to it and then they're like, all right, what's next? You know, what else you got for me? And, you know, as an artist, that's going to that's a kind of weird position to put yourself in, because obviously you put a lot of work into this into your projects you put a lot of passion and you put a lot of you know time and energy to producing stuff and and you know giving stuff to your fans and then when they're just so hungry and eager for more your your only options is to you know push yourself and produce more stuff or kind of just like lay back and just trying to figure out the the difference of quantity over quality and I feel like that's like a lot of the issues that Kendrick was having in which there were just things that was going on in his life. There were just things that wasn't having him completely motivated. Like there was one of the tracks where he was like, you know, he had writer's block for two years and and a typical artist, you know, the typical flow is like an album every two years. Um, and Kendrick was basically saying for two years alone, he was just having writer's block. And then on top of that, just the political discourse that was going on in America and, you know, the the effects of the pandemic and the effects of, you know, just how people are treating each other in this day and age. You know, all of that weighs heavily on somebody. And, you know, when Kendrick is so influential, especially when you think of like To Pimp a Butterfly and how political that album was and how, you know, ingrained that album was for the African-American plight and, and, you know, it's constant elements of Afrocentrism. And like, he, he even talks a bit, a little bit of that, you know, in the track savior and in the track, he's like saying, we are not your savior. You know, you can understand and feel the content that we push out but we are not the end all be all, you know, if you want change, that's something that you specifically have to do. And he had, he had did a line where, you know, that protest is one, one day for you. That's my 365. And, you know, when it comes to this mental health aspect, there's parts of the album where he's just like, no, I, I had to go back and find myself. I had to worry about my well-being before I just push out another project. And, you know, he's like, I choose me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to put my well-being on the line just to say I have a new album out, just to say I have a new project out. And, you know, as a performing artist, obviously nowhere near this caliber, but as a performing artist, I can completely understand that aspect in which, you know, you're doing so much performances and, you know, you're being in the public face and like your performance life is completely different from your personal life. And, you know, as, as natural as people feel on stage or how they feel when they're performing, when you're performing, you're putting on a persona, you're, you're putting on a different face from, you know, your hundred percent normal being. And that stuff does get tiring, especially somebody on his level. So, um, I, I, I love the fact that he went back and was just like, you know, he addressed, you know, 
why it's been five years since he's last dropped an album. And, you know, the long and short of it was he has to take care of himself. And so, you know, that's one theme that we hear in a few tracks. Um, more particularly, uh, we hear this theme in uh, Mirror. We hear this theme at the very beginning with United in Grief. Um, we hear this in Count Me Out. We hear this in Crown. And like Crown itself is just about, you know, the pressures of being an artist, the pressures of being the artist and you know, obviously he's he's heard these conversations where he's considered the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And the pressures that come with being considered one of the greatest of all time um, as a rap artist and, you know, how that affects his mental health. Um, the other element I talked about, I, um, you know, said earlier was trauma. And this album is kind of ripe with trauma. That's the other um, kind of theming of it. And it's trauma from different aspects and def- different avenues. So one track, of course, in particular, um, we cry together. And this is trauma from the point of a toxic relationship. And I guarantee you, anybody who hears we cry together for the first time just feels completely uncomfortable while listening to that track. And it's just like, it's just an argument. The The track is just straight up an argument between uh, a man and a woman in a relationship. And it gets intense. Like it, it there, there, it gets to points where, and, and it's very well written. It's very well written to the point where any and everything they're saying is believable. And um, the um, artist Taylor page, she's doing her whole, all of her verses in this kind of like crying, yelling, um, type of voice and it's like that adds to the emotional impact to everything she's saying and then like you know they're just going back and forth they're not mincing any words and like but like the artistry in that junk is so like powerful and like it's first time you hear it you're like okay this is an alchemist beat and i checked it's like yeah this is an alchemist beat like it, it is it, it the beat is very dark and grimy um, with this constant loop going over and over. And like, I, I just kind of love how, like how raw and emotional that track is and just how like, you know, cutthroat, uh, you know, both the man and woman is. And then, you know, to the end of the track, they completely like make up, but they're making up just through sex. Nothing was resolved. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's the, you know, kind of idea of the toxic relationship. Nothing that they were arguing for about was resolved. It was just like sex was the cop out. And, you know, that's obviously just a message for these toxic relationships where two people know that they shouldn't be together. They know that they're bad for each other. But it's that one thing that's keeping them together. And that one thing is not like a, you know, completely virtuous thing. It is just that one aspect of the relationship that's the only strong point while Everything else is just completely off base and and, you know, with issues that they need to address, but they refuse to actually address it. So they'll continue to argue. They'll continue to belittle each other just because the sex is good. Um, And, you know, that's one of the aspects of, hey, this is trauma just in a different way. This is relationship trauma um, rather than something that we 
um, get later with family trauma. So family trauma is another like kind of big, you know, theme into here. And we first see that in the um, track um, Father Time. And it's kind of funny because in the beginning of the track, um, <laughs> there there's uh, a female voice in there saying that um, you need to go to therapy. And Kendrick is like, man, I don't need no therapy. You know, that junk's fake. And that is an, an ongoing issue in the black community in which we feel that therapy is make therapy makes us weak or that therapy is not real. It's not a real science and that, Oh, black people don't need therapy, which obviously is a toxic mindset in itself. And so they're saying this as they go into this whole song about father issues. And, you know, this is Kendrick talking about him having father issues with him actually having a father in his life. And this is from the aspect of, you know, in a, way toxic um masculinity but also in the way of how men are perceived and how fathers are perceived and so like there's a line in there where he was saying that you know uh someone in his family died and the father was back at work the next day and he's just like you know somebody that's close to you just passed away why are you going to back so back to work so soon and he's just like you know bills don't stop Somebody's got to produce. Somebody's got to work. Somebody's got to, uh, you know, bring money in. Um, and, you know, part of that is with the aspect of Americans working themselves to death and that, you know, you can't truly bereave or you cannot truly take time off because at the end of the day, bills got to be paid. Nobody's going to give you a, a, a handout. You know, stuff has to be handled. And, you know, that goes back into that kind of aspect of toxic, um, toxic masculinity where you can't show your feelings. You cannot make your feelings known. And no matter what, you got to make sure that your family is straight and, you know, feelings be damned or your mental health be damned. I got to keep on um, going. And, you know, there's other aspects in that song. And he's talking about how father figures can be a negative and or a positive influence in their, in, you know, somebody's life as they're growing up. And then he even says he like, he wonders how people who didn't have a father in their life, how they managed to survive. Um, if he was having this, such a strained relationship with his father who was in his life. Um, another like, you know, on the opposite end mother, um, and there's this um, song called Mother, Mother I Sober. And this is talking about the family trauma that his mother's experienced. And part of this, you know, th a lot of elements of this album is very heavy. So let me also say that like, you definitely got to be in the right mindset to listen to this album. There are some bangers in there. There's some like kind of, you know, traditional popish songs something like you know uh rich spirit die hard um savior in the, in a way um there those are the more like you know uh radio friendly ish hits um but in mother i sober he's talking about basically somebody who was molested um and this person was his mom and 
there's this, you know, there's a family member and, you know, this person asked, you know, the mom asked, what did this person touch Kendrick? And he was just like, no. And nobody believed him when he said, no, this, this person didn't touch me. And he didn't understand it as a, you know, young boy. Why, why was everybody in his family tripping about this? Um, and then that was until he learned later that his mother was touched by this family member. And it apparently that, you know, multiple people were and that nobody believed him when he was like, no, this person didn't touch me. And then flips out, flips out around when he learned that he realized that he has addictions and addictions to, uh, to women, addictions to drinking and alcohol and, and, um, you know, drugs. And the flip side with this was that when his mother confronted him about it, he was like, no, you know, I'm not addicted to anything. You know, I'm not on drugs. I'm not on, you know, whatever. And this time it was a lie. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's like the dichotomy where when he was telling the truth, nobody believed him. But now when he's telling the lie, you know, they just took it at face value. Um, and then, of course, we got to talk about, you know, Auntie Diaries. And, you know, this is a, a this one is a heavy one because it's talking about the LGBT community um, as well as transgender. Um, and the whole story and song goes around how basically, um, you know, Kendrick's aunt became his uncle. And, you know, from the perspective of that, this aunt basically um, became gay and he didn't understand certain elements of that in the younger part of his life and how that affected him later. And, you know, how people were always looking at his aunt weird and, you know, or how, you know, the things that his aunt did influence him in his life, just like how his, you know, he said that was his first time he saw my write a rap or write a rhyme was from his aunt and how like influential that was to him. And then you took that onto the, the other, you know, it goes a step further when he's talking about his cousin who, you know, goes through the whole gender um, change process. And, you know, he's, this is this is his family. So this is people who he has close ties to people he's, you know, been with all his life. And it got to the point where he was questioning the aspects of the church in which the church was completely like disowning them, not only disowning them, but like making it a public, you know, public thing about how their family is wrong, families troubled and how they got problems going on. And, you know, Kendrick to him, that was like, that's contra, you know, contradictory. How can you say love thy neighbor, but people in your own congregation, you're segregating and, and you're making them, you know, uh, uh, making them the, the evil that you can spew your, your sermons around. And, you know, the buildup in this song in um, Auntie Diaries and Mother I Sober, the buildup in both these songs are phenomenal. Um, and, you know, that's another thing that's very standard about Kendrick is his use of textures. And, you know, it's, it's been kind of like, you know, research before, like how Kendrick uses different textures in his voice or how he he raps to convey different things and how it works so much musically. And so in both of these tracks, 
um, he starts off more in a mumbling sense and a kind of monotone voice. Um, and I'm, I shouldn't say mumbling, but very monotone voice um, and very like just straightforward voice. And then like as the track ramps up, he gets so much more, you know, passion into it. The instrumental itself cranks up and it goes from something that's droning and then it starts adding these beautiful elements like the strings and and you feel this buildup and both tracks in on such a high in terms of like intensity and you know even in in this in the song auntie diaries you know he's talking about how he's using the f word and f word as in the you know slur for gay people and he was just saying you know it was just nothing to them and as elementary schoolers and middle schoolers it was just nothing but then he started to see how that affected you know these people in his family and how they weren't laughing when these jokes were being said or you know how they weren't fully into the to the things they were saying and then all that culminated into auntie diaries at the end where he's just like you know the cousin's like oh, it's okay for you to say that word as long as you say let white people say the N-word. And I think that was like the clicking moment. And he was like, I get it now. Or like, you know, something that didn't seem like a big deal for me all these years and it was quietly affecting you. And then it made sense now to him in that, that aspect. Um, but, and then, you know, tracks like Mirror and Count Me Out, you know, that's him going through his personal traumas that he was going through for these last few years and how that's affected him as an artist and affected his output um, as an artist. And, and you know, his perception um, to the world and where everybody's just clamoring for more and just like he's just like, hey, I have a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, it's this this album is pretty phenomenal um united in grief is another one another aspect of that song where he's just like hey he didn't know how to completely like understand his emotions and convey his emotions or convey his frustration so you know what he you know he's like i grieve different so you know now he's buying cars now he's buying you know mansions and and stuff like this he's buying all these material things that he thinks is going to make him happy but he realizes no nah, that is not making me happy i'm still in this negative mind space i'm still in this terrible mindset and you know uh that's what i asked but he's like hey you need to go to therapy he needed to talk to somebody he needed to understand why he was feeling the way that he was feeling and what he needs to do about it mentally to kind of get out of the state um production wise this is a completely different you know aspect there's some elements like um like i kind of felt like um mr morale and savior kind of had a little bit of black pantherish vibes um die hard um die hard and purple hearts could have fit like perfectly into damn you know that's just their the styles of those songs but you know it's the the tracks are so varied there's so much different styles going on there's you know beat changes within songs there's you know some kind sometimes there's intro and outro um elements um but you know it's it's such a cohesive project in the idea that it there's a journey from the beginning to the end of it. And there's not one bad track in there. Like every track is great. 
Um, and every track just makes you feel, give you a completely different mood, completely different feel to it. Um, so when you're listening to this track, um, to this album, man, give it like a few listens. Definitely give it a few listens because there's a lot going on and multiple, you know, listen throughs give you different aspects of it and you kind of you kind of see the connective tissue through certain tracks through other things and see how they um come together but yeah um mr morale the big stepper is huge fan um of this work once again kendrick shows us why he's the goat and why you know why he's taking this time off to produce such a fantastic project and really shows, you know, his skill and artistry um, as a hip hop artist and, and what he can do with the medium and pushing forward with hip hop music. So I um, hope you enjoyed this, not even review, more of a discussion of um, Kendrick Lamar's newest album, Mr. Rowell and the High Steppers. Um, this is Sound Test. My name is Brian. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the next one.